0: Brian? Hey there, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me?
0: You're incredibly low. I can barely hear you. There's nothing you can boost at your end.
1: Oh. Uh, oh, okay. but
0: you just got louder. <laughs> that. Is that okay? That's much better.
1: Okay, hopefully, I'm not going to damage my eardrums, but we're all good. How are you? <laughs>
0: Good. So right now, Jackie, I'm standing outside the White House on Black Lives Matter Plaza, which is what the street outside the White House has been renamed. Sounds very busy. The George Floyd protest. Um, almost carnival-like atmosphere. Hmm. Lots of protesters. I see Trump Pence out now. There is a protester dressed up as a giant cannabis plant. There's a man <laughs> across the way from him smoking <laughs> something that would have come from said cannabis plant. So good atmosphere all in all here.
1: Okay, so I think we should do a time check. It is just 10 past 10, November 3rd. That is Irish time. So it's just coming into the evening time there for you, Brian. The polls are about to close in a couple of hours.
0: It is a beautiful sunset here in Washington. It's getting dark. The crowds are out outside the White House and the first polls will be closing in the next hour. Wow. There's not that many protesters here. I I will stress that actually far fewer than I thought. I guess it's still early, though, so we could see the numbers grow. But as of now, as I say, an almost carnival atmosphere here, there's lots of music, lots of people waving flags... We are expecting more protests later on this evening, so I'm sure the numbers will grow here as the night goes on.
1: Well, I am on coffee number one. I've got sweets ready, jellies ready. Uh, Who knows what's going to come in the next couple of hours. So let's go.
0: Let's get to it. Absolutely. I'm stocked up, too. We found a nice little pizzeria around the corner from the White House. My cameraman, Murray, and I good few slices of meat feast mm. and a uh, Pepsi. <laughs> Keep me going for the next little while, hopefully. From Orte News, this is States of Mind. This administration
2: has shown it will tear our democracy down.
0: You won't be safe in Joe Biden's
2: America. It's hard to get any word in with this clown. I'm not here to call out his lies. Everybody knows he's a
3: liar. In 47 months, I've done more than you've done in 47 years, Joe. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire, inside a train wreck.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the best is yet to come. Your U.S. Election 2020 podcast.
0: With Brian O'Donovan in Washington.
1: And Jackie Fox in Dublin, today.
3: Millions and millions of people voted for us tonight. A very sad group of people is trying to disenfranchise that group of people.
2: Every time I walk out of my grandpa's house up in Scranton, he'd yell, Joey, keep the faith. Keep the faith, guys. We're going to win this.
1: Cool. So time check, it is 2.41 a.m., Cup of coffee number three and a number of projections come in, but nothing surprising yet, Brian, even though we are at 2.40 a.m.
0: It looks like Joe Biden is not going to win Florida at this point. It are looks like whispering? it's going to go Donald Trump's way. Are you whispering? I am whispering because, <laughs> Jackie, I have to tell you where I am. I am back in the RTE offices, our studios here in Washington and right now my predecessor here in Washington, former Washington correspondent Richard Downs, who is now a correspondent of course for RT's Primetime, he's over for the week he is doing a live in the room next door to me <laughs> so I can't talk too loud because it'll get picked up on his microphone and it'll go out on TV which is loud which is live. I feel like I live. should so
1: whisper to you too like we're both I know, whispering. it always
0: happens on the phone doesn't he go hello and the other person goes hello why are we whispering so hence my whispered voice. I feel like in our last update I was shouting outside the White House right now I'm whispering inside the RTE studios here. I am in a separate room to him, but, you know, there's a bit of great soundproofing, so I don't want to come across on his feet. But, yeah, so what has struck me so far at this hour of the morning... um Florida became the big thing that everybody's mm-hmm. watching, neck and neck, close, 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 close. Looks like it's going to go Donald Trump's yeah. way. People go, yeah. <gasps> and it's like, well, actually, we've been saying all along that it could very well have gone Donald yeah, Trump's so way. Close. The polls had it neck and neck. They, it really was anyway. Yeah. And what was interesting, I think, it became kind of apparent early on that Joe Biden was in a little bit of trouble in Florida. The results started coming in from Miami Dade County, yeah, which a lot would have of people a heavy, have been talking about yeah. this over
1: the last couple of hours and mentioning At that place.
0: Absolutely. And that would be a heavy Latino vote. And actually, it looks like Hillary Clinton back in 2016 is going to have done better out of Miami-Dade County than Joe Biden did. Latinos, quite fond of Donald Trump, many of them. Why is that, Jackie? Well, because Donald Trump, I think, has done a very good job of saying Joe Biden is a socialist. Mm -hmm. And members of the Latino community maybe who have come from countries like Cuba, Venezuela, fled Socialist regimes. And they see Joe Biden as something they fled and something they don't want to come back to and they have flocked to Donald Trump. So I think that was an interesting dynamic that we saw play out over the last couple of hours.
1: There's nothing kind of more. See, I'm still You're whispering. still whispering, by the way. I know. Way. Shout, I, know roar. I feel Let's like I'm huddled here with a massive <laughs> scarf on over a cup of coffee, like I'm having a fireside chat. But um, yeah, no, there's nothing surprising otherwise. Um, states uh, projections from other states—they were kind of predictable. The ones that you'd expected to go to Donald Trump or Joe Biden—they're the ones that are still coming in. Texas is still up in the air. So is Ohio. So hopefully we will have a result or a projection from there. Or quite soon, actually, I think.
0: Uh, Oh, I think so, absolutely. Joe Biden early on doing very well in North Carolina early on doing very well in Ohio early on doing very well in Texas Texas this big Republican stronghold for years that Democrats every couple of years talk about we're going to flip it we're going to turn it blue I mentioned in each of those however doing well at the start and that's kind of what we're seeing playing out here tonight bitty votes coming in is it an in-person vote is it an early ballot is it a mail-in and that all has consequences Mm -hmm. and you're getting these mixed signals and mixed votes coming in at mixed times of the evening difficult still at this time To get a clear read on where we are Definitely I suppose disappointment In the Biden campaign that they didn't claim Florida Lots of optimism though still I'm sure In the Biden campaign when they look at the likes of the North Carolinas, Ohio's, Wisconsin's And Texas's all potentially To play for uh, at this point in the night
1: Did you get pizza yet?
0: I did. I went for two slices of mighty, meaty, munch, whatever they call it, and very tasty. And it was America, so the slices were enormous. It was like eating two slices here was like an entire Irish pizza. So there you go. (laughs) Well,
1: I'll check in with you soon again. Chat to you later. Chat to you soon. Bye.
0: Bye.
2: We have a major projection right now. CNN projects that uh, President Trump will win the state of Florida. This is a big development. The Fox News decision desk is calling Arizona for Joe Biden. Uh, It's worth looking at. These are all real votes. The question is, we don't have context yet because we're so early in these states. So just be careful.
1: So, Brian, I was supposed to check in with you in the early hours of the morning. It is now 10 10 a.m., 10.01 a.m., the night or the morning. It kind of disappeared on us really because the tone started to change in this whole race around just after we last spoke when there was really no blue wave that people were expecting.
0: No. And the whole thing became this big roller coaster where at times we thought Joe Biden was going to claim Texas and North Carolina and Ohio and all these states that we didn't think would be in play. But that was because of the situation we're in right now with early ballots being counted in this county or a batch of in-person voting coming in from there, it gave a very skewed result up and down. Percentages went up, percentages went down. It was so
1: confusing, wasn't it? Yes,
0: but then it all started to settle down and kind of go to where it should have been or where it would have been predicted to go. Donald Trump kept Texas. He kept Ohio. He kept Iowa. He won Florida, which was great for him. And he was doing very well, and it was all going to plan for him. That's not to say it wasn't not going to plan for Joe Biden. Yes, he would have loved to have claimed a Florida. That would have probably shut things down very early on, and we maybe would have seen a Donald Trump concession or certainly a lot of worry in the Trump camp. It didn't happen. We were kind of motoring along in this, right, we're in this phase now of, yeah, we're pretty much what was predicted. This is something that was going to happen. They've won the states that were going to win. As you say, no big blue wave And then came the addresses to the nation. And the first person we heard from was Joe Biden, who delivered an address to the nation from his home city of Wilmington, Delaware.
2: Good evening. Your patience is commendable. We knew this was gonna go long, but who knew we're gonna go into maybe tomorrow morning, maybe even longer. But look, we feel good about where we are. We really do. I tell you tonight, we believe we're on track to win this election. Yes. We knew because of the unprecedented early vote and the mail in vote that it's going to take a while. We're going to have to be patient. It's not my place or Donald Trump's place to declare who's won this election. That's the decision of the American people. But I'm optimistic about this outcome. And folks, you heard me say it before. Every time I walk out of my grandpa's house up in Scranton, he'd yell, Joey, keep the faith. Keep the faith, guys. We're going to win this.
1: Thank you. Thank yeah, so he seems pretty positive there. Seems like he's in good form um, and confident that he's going to win the election.
0: Yeah, he didn't say he'd won the election. He said, We're on a good pathway. I'm confident. I feel good about this. But be patient and take time, and it's going to take time, and we knew it would take time. But no sooner were the words out of his mouth, Jackie, and Donald Trump was raining on his parade, tweeting that the Democrats were trying to steal the election and that he was the winner. Twitter flagged the tweet and said that they put it behind this blocked screen that you to click on, saying that it contained potentially misleading information. We shouldn't have been surprised, I suppose, that Donald Trump claimed fraud, claimed inaccuracies, said the whole thing was being stolen from him. He has been telling us for months that this is what he was going to say on election night. There was an interesting sequence of events then where he said, I will address the nation. And the clock ticked. I don't know, maybe you remember. Was it a good hour before he actually did
1: make an address to the nation? You know, uh, straps on the U.S. TV networks of Trump to speak soon, Trump to speak soon, and people were waiting, people were waiting, and there was no appearance. And then suddenly you could see his family emerging onto the stage, into the crowd, and then the man himself appeared.
3: Millions and millions of people voted for us tonight. A very sad group of people is trying to disenfranchise that group of people, and we won't stand for it. We will not stand for it. They knew they couldn't win, so they said, let's go to court. And did I predict this, Newt? Did I say this? I've been saying this from the day I heard they were going to send out tens of millions of ballots. I said exactly, this is a fraud on the American public. This is an embarrassment to our country. We were getting ready to win this election. Frankly, we did win this election. So our goal now is to ensure the integrity for the good of this nation. This is a very big moment. This is a major fraud in our nation. We want the law to be used in a proper manner. So we'll be going to the U.S. Supreme Court. We want all voting to stop. We don't want them to find any ballots at four o'clock in the morning and add them to the list, okay? It's it's a very sad... It's a very sad moment. To me, this is a very sad moment, and we will
0: win this, and we, as far as I'm concerned, we already have won it.
3: So I just want to
0: thank you. Yeah, and I thought the tone was interesting. He didn't make this outward declaration of victory initially. He spoke about... It looked like we were winning and we thought we were winning and we were going to celebrate. And then everything ground to a halt and now we have all this counting coming in. And then he started talking about going to the Supreme Court to stop the votes. There's no more votes. What he's talking about is going to the Supreme Court to stop counting, legitimately counting, legitimately cast ballots, saying that it is fraud, saying that it has been this great fraud perpetrated on the American people. And again, I come back to We shouldn't have been surprised, but I think it was still shocking to hear the words coming out of his mouth. He had been saying for months that this is pretty much exactly what he was going to do if things were looking tough. He was going to claim fraud. He was going to criticize the mail-in ballots and he was going to refuse to accept the result. The big question I have, Jackie, is on what grounds is he going to take this to the Supreme Court? We have had legal experts on this podcast in the past Mm. who have said, you know, the Supreme Court has ruled that it's OK for Pennsylvania to count ballots for the next couple of days. So what is he going to say when he goes into court and has his day in court?
1: Because what has happened, isn't it? The, the race has moved back up towards the upper Midwest. Those three states which played a crucial uh, role in the 2016 election. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin and Michigan were back here again. And the eyes right now are on those three states to see what happens because that. Those three states, that's where the path to victory is for both men.
0: Yes. And another blow for Donald Trump. Remember, we spoke earlier about things going to plan and this state was won by the person who should have won, except for one so far. And that's Arizona. Joe Biden flipped Arizona. A red state turned it blue. That's worrying for Donald Trump. And he criticised the fact that Fox News called that state early for Joe Biden. It lessens his path to victory. It narrows that path. And yes, it very much puts the focus on what they call the Rust Belt states now, Wisconsin, Michigan and Pennsylvania. And as we've discussed repeatedly, Pennsylvania was always going to be key. Now it looks like it's going to be key. The issue with Pennsylvania is they are going to be counting ballots there probably until Friday. We may not have a result until then. And we have spoken about this as well in the past, that that early vote, that surge of voting from Pennsylvania will probably all go Donald Trump's way because it would be in-person voting that Republicans are more leaning towards. It is the nail-in ballots that will favour Joe Biden that will come in in the next few days. And presumably that's what Donald Trump fears. And that is why he is threatening to go to court. But I come back to my earlier point of I I don't know on what legal grounds he, he thinks he has a case.
1: Because it may seem messy, people waking up to this, election this morning maybe expecting a result they're not getting one there are figures here left right and center oh which um you know Pennsylvania when is that going to declare a winner when is Wisconsin when is Michigan there are all these different timelines but I think it was Jake Tapper on CNN overnight he's like patience we have to wait we have to see what the results are when they come in and then we will know who the winner is but that will take time
0: Yeah. And I mean, I come back to a point that I was thinking about earlier as well. This was not a bad night for Donald Trump. Mm -mm. There was such warnings of the blue wave that he could lose Texas, that he could lose Florida.
1: And Georgia as well. And
0: Georgia and North Carolina and that he'd be decimated on the opening night and the whole thing would be blown asunder. I felt for Donald Trump things could have been going his way quite early on in the night. CNN were running their exit polls And in a lot of the exit polls, people were putting the economy as their number one issue, as opposed to the coronavirus, which I assumed. And in some polls, coronavirus was down a few notches. It Mm. went economy, racial unrest, then coronavirus. When I heard that, I felt that's bad news for Joe Biden, because Joe Biden has pretty much staked his entire campaign on Donald Trump has made a mess of the coronavirus. I will fix it. Allow me in. I'm the man to solve this problem. Polling has consistently shown that a majority of Americans still trust Donald Trump more when it comes to the economy. The American economy was doing extremely well right up until the coronavirus hit. And then the strong sense from lots of voters is that the coronavirus wasn't Donald Trump's fault. It was China's fault. It was someone else's fault. He is trying his best to get out of it from an economic perspective. And I think we saw that filtering through in those exit polls. So, as I say, not a bad night for Donald Trump everything going his way until he opened his mouth and made that address to the nation. And even some Republicans, Chris Christie, his ally, the former New Jersey governor, said it was the wrong strategy and he wasn't comfortable with what Donald Trump was saying about taking this to the courts. And again, we're just going to, have to wait and see exactly what he is going to take to court and wait and see how these votes will come out in those key Rust Belt states.
1: I think it was former Washington correspondent Mark Little said that what happened tonight, this morning, it shows that there are really two Americas. And maybe we don't understand those two Americas. And it has emerged in how tight this election is, showing that it is more divided than ever, because the margin between the two men is just so close.
0: People, I think, in Ireland and in Europe struggle to understand Donald Trump's popularity. When you are here and you speak to Trump supporters, they are some of the nicest, most intelligent, most Mm -hmm. well-rounded, reasonable people you will meet and they will tell you their reasons. And they all have a variety of reasons. And they will tell you that they like his economic policies. They will tell you that they like the fact that he pulled America out of the Paris Climate Accord or the Iran nuclear deal. They like the fact that he's tough talking. A huge amount of them. do that
1: like America first, you know, America first.
0: Exactly. Returning to this glory days. I spent a few days up in Pennsylvania. Ahead of the vote, speaking to people up there, and it was interesting to get a sense of when he went up to Pennsylvania and told all these old rusty steel mine and coal mine towns, I am going to reopen your steel mills, I'm going to reopen your coal mines. A lot of people probably didn't really believe him, Jackie, but they latched onto this idea, this nostalgia, this promise of an America to the, of the past that was stronger, that was better. That was a happier time, and he promised that. And that's a strong emotion, and it resonated with people. And remember, again, we come back to the economy, and Trump supporters will tell me all the time, why do you like him? I say, oh, because he's a really good businessman. Mm. And he ran this country like a corporation, and that's what's needed, and we're going to stick with him because of that. Of course, you counter then with, well, there are reports that he isn't that good a businessman, and he's lost a lot of money, and he's a lot of debt, and he doesn't pay his taxes, and they will dismiss that as fake news. So lots of different reasons why people like the guy. He does what he says on the tin. He has kept his promises in so many other ways. They like that he's outspoken. Many of them like that he's controversial. They like that he upsets lots of other people because many of these people felt left behind. They didn't fit into the liberal media, mainstream media bubble. He speaks to them and they love him for it. And we saw that reflected, I think, in the overnight vote.
1: So I think a lot of people will be asking the question, Okay, where does it go from here? So we may have an idea today, sometime today, how Wisconsin might swing. Um, That might be later this afternoon, I think, Brian. But both Pennsylvania and Michigan, they're the two states that it may take a bit longer to figure out uh, which way they'll go.
0: Yeah, and we're still a bit away from the 270. So if we do the math, as they say here right now, I'm looking at Biden 224, Trump 213. So even if you throw Wisconsin Biden's way, he's still not there. There's still a bit of time to go. Yeah. And I mean, that's the message from everybody, from the pollsters on the TV, from the TV presenters, from Joe Biden. Let's take the time. Let's count the votes. Let the vote come in. I thought Donald Trump's tone in his... Address was interesting as well. We were getting ready to celebrate. We were about to come out and declare this big victory and set off the fireworks or whatever else they were planning. And then he stopped in his tracks. And I come back to Arizona. I wonder, was that the uh, the moment, Jackie? And was that the moment, I wonder, that sort of delayed his press conference he's been talking for yeah, a while the, yeah the, go on.
1: the team trump actually got quite annoyed at fox news i understand because they projected that uh joe biden will win arizona and is that the kind of moment that you're talking about that they were like I hold think on so, a second yeah. here joe biden is actually going to win this
0: yes i think there was a sense that um donald trump was going to deliver this address to the nation because everything was going the way he wanted it to go. As we discussed earlier, he was winning all the states he was supposed to win and he would have swooped in then with his, I've won all the states I needed to win, to hell with the rest of this late counting that's going to go on for the week. It's all over. I've won. Arizona then, I think, messed that up because all of a sudden now he had the situation where he couldn't do that and where things were looking a little trickier for him. But it's still not over. And I keep coming back to this point as well. Donald Trump could win. The, the 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 numbers are there he could yeah. legitimately win this election there are election. paths
1: for both of them isn't there
0: absolutely it, nobody has been ruled in nobody has been ruled out yet but he has now laid this huge path of uncertainty of oh, i'm going to take it to the supreme court i'm going to fight this all the way to the courts And again, I'm not exactly sure on what grounds he thinks he has a legal case here. But um, Donald Trump is no stranger to the courts. He has taken litigation in many aspects of his life. And it looks like he's going to go down the legal route again this time.
1: Okay, so it really is the beginning of the end. How are you feeling, Brian? It's been a mad couple of hours, a mad day. Uh, Where are you at the moment? Are you back at the office?
0: I'm back at base. I had this bizarre moment where uh, it had been a busy day. Obviously, we had been at account centre. We had. Um, been well, that seems like a lifetime ago, <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> it? Though that seems like another day now. Um, so, I, at one point, I was sitting it was, down. It, is. Well, it was actually it was <laughs> yesterday, but of course, I haven't been to bed, so it's yeah. all flowed into one. But at one point last night, I was sitting down, watching some of the results come in. And, you know, I had a little yawn, felt a little tired, going, yeah, I'm getting tired now. And I realized it was actually only 8 p.m. And I was like, oh, good Lord, if this is the way it's going to be for the night. But then you get your second wind and you move on again. And it's been an amazing election to cover. It has been so exciting, so unpredictable. Unpredictable on one level, but then predictable on other levels. This was one of the scenarios, was it not, Jackie, that we have been talking about for weeks, that we could see it coming down to the Rust Belt's problem with the Rust Belts is some of them won't be reporting for days and we know Donald Trump has a huge, huge, huge issue with that. True to form, he's claiming fraud, he's threatening legal action. And we're just going to have to see where it goes.
1: Absolutely. We're in the thick of it at the moment. We're in the middle of it. And it's kind of difficult to stand back and analyse what's going on when we really don't know where this is going. So hopefully over the next couple of days, Brian, we might have a clearer picture as to where this is all going. We can check back in, see what the picture is and hopefully figure out uh, who is going to be in that White House at the end of January.
0: One thing is clear. It won't be Kanye. He has formally conceded tonight. Thank God he took that uncertainty out of it. That's the last thing we needed. As Third-party I said, candidate. in to the mess last it all up.
1: podcast, 2024.
0: 2024. Oh yeah.